Okay, we are up to Daf Yud Aleph Amid Beis. Actually, Yud Beis Amid Aleph. Just to review what we're talking about, the Gemara had the last discussion we had was whether <coughs> was whether you could collect avodim as payment from Yisoyimim for the debt of their father. So Reuven owes someone money and then dies. Can you collect from his children, his Yisoyimim avodim? What's the crux of the Shaila? You collect from Yisoyimim karka, not metaltalin. So the shaila is, is avadim karka or is avadim metaltalin? That's basically the first minute and a half of today's discussion. Is that shaila? Is avadim karka or metaltalin? It has many halachic ramifications. The discussion we just had is related to collecting from Yisoyimim, <coughs> but it has other ramifications as well. So the Gemara says that the story goes, and this is how we ended it, that Ula... Uh, Ula and Rabbi Nachman were discussing this. Rabbi Nachman was in front of Ula. So when Ula, when Rabbi Nachman was in front of Ula, he said you cannot collect from the assignment. But after he left, then Ula said you could. Um, Rabbi Nachman, two lines in, Ishtamit in Ula. And Rabbi Nachman said Ula is trying to avoid me. Meaning Ula knew that Rabbi Nachman disagreed with him. So he didn't want to publicly disagree with him. So he waited for him to leave the room. And then he said this. So, The Maisa goes in Nardo. The story goes that in Narda they collected avodim from the Yisoyimim's estate, meaning they treated avodim like karka, and they actively collected it from the Yisoyimim. And similarly in Pumbadisa, Rav Chaim Barbizna collected Yisoyimim, collected avodim from the Yisoyimim's estate. Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman, who believes that you cannot, because Rav Nachman looks at avodim like metaltalin, he said, zilu ahaduru, return the avodim to the to the assignment. And if you don't, I'll I'll take away your palace. Meaning, I will collect forcibly, return that value. Either return the avodim, or I will seize your house. Because he felt that avodim are like metaltalin, and they cannot be taken as payment for the the father's debt. They owe money. He felt that they stole it. He felt that they stole it. It's a ganav. No, no, no. Was he the head of Pumbadisa? Yeah, yeah, it was Rabbi Nachman. Rabbi Nachman was the head of the Bezin. So Rabbi Nachman is against taking the Yisoyimim's, taking the Avodim from Yisoyimim. Now in Pumbadisa, they did not like Rabbi Nachman. In, in Nardo, they, did like, they, they didn't do like Rabbi Nachman. Ula didn't follow Rabbi Nachman. So Rabbi Nachman against everybody. So the Gemara says, they said to Rabbi Nachman, Ha'ula, Ula's against you, Harav is against you, Hadaini Denarda, Harav Barbizna. You have all these Arabanim that are against you, and they feel that, that Avodim are like Karka. So where are you coming from? Mar Kemansvil, what's your source that Avodim is Metaltalan? So, Amrle Anom Asisi Adani says, I have a Brysa. The Brysa says, Mafurish like me, that Avodim is like Metaltalan, not Karka. Detani Avimi, Prusbal, Chalala Karka. Prisbal only takes place. You know, Prisbal is canceling debts. Prisbal only affects if you have land. Right? If you don't have land, there is no Prisbal. We've talked about this a couple of times there at Shas. The reason being is because Chazal only, uh, Chazal only instituted Prisbal for the more common application. The more common application was a loan that, was, uh, in co- that had property backing it up. The chal And it does not take effect on slaves. Meaning, slaves are not karka. That's the point. Slaves are not karka. Nick and now by the way, this is the second point you gotta know. There's a there's a Kenyan called Kenyan Agav. Kenyan Agav means that if I want to buy karka and a guitar, okay, I can as long as I make a Kenyan on the karka, I get the guitar as well. But if I make a Kenyan on the guitar, I don't get the karka. That's called Kenyan Agav. 
So we're having a discussion whether avadim is like karka or metaltalin. So obviously this will have huge ramifications regarding Kenyan Agav. Meaning, instead of land and a guitar, I want to buy an Evan and a guitar. If I buy the Evid, does the guitar go with me? So it would seem to be that if it's like Karka, yes. And if it's like Metaltalin, no. So it says, what does the Brisa say? Metaltalin nickname in a Karka. Ve'ena nickname in Avodim. You could, Kenyan Agav works with land, but not with slaves. Meaning, slaves are not Karka. Boom. This is Rabbi Nachman's source. Slaves are not Karka. Therefore, if you're buying slaves and a guitar, and you make a Kenyan on the slave, you do not get the guitar. Because slaves are Metaltalin. Metaltalin and metaltalin, there's no kininagav. Kininagav only works with karka. Okay. So let me ketanoi. I think this shaila of whether avodim is like mekarka or metaltalin is the following machleikestanoim. Look at the brisa. The brisa says, If let's say you're buying land and slaves, if I buy the slave, I don't get the land with Kenyan Agav. And if I buy the land, I don't get the slave either. Which, by the way, that's interesting because if slaves are like metaltalin, I should get it. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But this is the next line is the most important part. Karkos and metaltalin, right? This is the classic rule. If you have land and movables, kona avodim hechzik bekarka kona metaltalin. If you acquire the land, you get the movables. Bimetaltalin like kona karka, but not vice versa. That's the classic rule of Kinyan Agav. But this line is the most important line. Avadim umetaltalin. I'm buying a slave and a guitar. Hichsik bavadim loy kan metaltalin. If I buy the slave, I don't get the guitar. Bimetaltalin loy kan avadim, and vice versa is also not true. Meaning, avadim are like metaltalin. Therefore, if I buy the slave and the guitar, I need to do a separate act of acquisition on both. This brisa clearly indicates that avadim are like metaltalin. But there's another brisa. Hatanya hichzik bavadim kana metaltalin. But there's another brisa that says that if you acquire the the slave, I get the guitar. Why? Because the slaves are like land. So this these two brises. One says again, I'm buying a slave and I'm buying a guitar. One brisa says as long as you acquire the slave, you get the guitar automatically. The other brisa says no, you have to do separate act of acquisitions. What's the machlekes about? Seemingly the machlekes is if you believe slaves are like land, then there is kininagav. If you believe slaves are like metaltalin, there is no kininaka. That seems to be the more obvious explanation for the machlekes. My love, b'hakim ifliki. What is the machlekes about? Mar sabar avadim kibe karka dami. Mar sabar vim kibe metaltalin dami. That seems to be the machlekes. The Gemara says no. Amar of ika brei derav ami. Dekuli alma avadim kibe karka dami. No. Really, slaves are like land. So stop right there. There's two braces. One braces says that if I acquire the slave, I get the guitar. Now that makes sense. Right now we're saying everyone agrees slaves equal land. So if slaves equal land, that brisa makes perfect sense because it's kinyanagav. What about the other brisa? The other brisa says that if I buy the slave, I don't get the guitar automatically. But why? If slaves are like land and land has kinyanagav, why don't slaves have kinyanagav? So that's the issue. The Gemara says, really, everyone agrees that slaves are like land. And therefore the brisa that says that there's kinyanagav makes perfect sense. What about the other brisa? The other brisa that says that if I want to buy the guitar and the slave, it does not work. But why not? If slaves are like land, why is there no Kenyan Agav? The answer is, The answer is as follows. And this is like a nice way to get out of a lot of the issues that we're going to be dealing with. And that is, even if slaves are like land in many aspects of Allah, not for Kenyan Agav. Kenyan Agav the concept is that if I make an active acquisition on land, I get the movables with it, 
the source for that of the Pasuk is buying gold and actual land. So because the Pasuk specifically was talking about land which does not move, Avodim, even if they have the status of karka in many aspects of halacha, not for this. Meaning, in other words, you could have the concept that Avodim is like karka regarding uh, the last discussion, collecting from the Asomim or whatever it is. But when it comes to Kininagav, I need land that does not move. If land moves, no Kininagav. It's the exception. So it's like Karka in regarding many aspects of Halacha, not for this. Because for this, the source of Karka by Kinen Agav was talking about actual land that's not moving. Avodim are movable land. So movable land are the exception. The Gemara says, Ditanan, what's the source of Kinen Agav? The Bryce and the Mishnah says in Kedushin, Nechasim she'en la'machrayis, movables, nickname in Nechasim she'en la'machrayis, are acquired Agav by land. What's the source of Kinin Agav? The Pasuk says, The Pasuk says that he gave them, they gave him gold with fortified cities. The implication is, you get the city, you get the gold. Oh, so you see the source of Kinin Agav is talking about actual land, not halachic land. Avonim might be halachic land, but it's not actual land. Okay. Now this is the first version that, again, we had two Bryces. One Bryce says that Kinnan Agav applies by Avadim. One Bryce says that it does not. We explain that everyone agrees that Avadim are like Karka. And the Bryce that says that it doesn't work is because Avadim are not like Karka regarding Kinnan Agav. Now we have an Ikeda Amri that flips everything on its head. Ikeda Amri, some say no. Everyone agrees Avadim are movables, not land. So now let's, think, let's rethink it. If Avadim are like movables, so the Brysa says that there is no Kinyad Agav, makes perfect sense. But the Brysa that says that if I buy the guitar and the Evid, that buying the Evid, I get the guitar, that doesn't make any sense anymore because that's working seemingly with Agav. Agav only works by land, but now you're telling me Avadim are not land, they're movables. So how do you explain that, Brysa? The answer is, What did the Brysa say? The Brysa said, that if I buy a guitar and Evid, I, I acquire the Evid, I get the guitar. We thought the case was, the Evid's over here, the guitar is over there, I, 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 I buy the Evid, I get the guitar. Why? Because of Agav. The problem is, Avadim... Agav, they don't have to be, we pass on that Agav does not, the item does not have to be on top of the land, it could be next to it. Whatever the point is, it's not on top of each other, it's right over there, but the point is, so how is it working? Agav. I, but right now you're telling me that Avadim are metaltalin. If it's metaltalin, then there is no Agav. The answer is the cases where the guitar is on the Evans back. And the Kenyan is not Agav, but Chotzer. So the case is, so really Avadim, there is no Kenyan Agav by Avadim. But we know that Avadim are Chotzer, right? They are someone's property. The rule is that if something goes onto your Chotzer, it automatically acquires it. So the Kenyan is not Agav, because there is no Agav by Evid. The Kenyan is Chotzer, and the guitar is specifically on his back. So here's a quick question. We had this a couple times in Shas. So you're telling me that the Evid is working as a Kenyan Chotzer. The problem is, it's called the Chotzer Mahalechas. Right? Chatzar only works if it's stationary. The Evid is moving. So the Gemara is going to basically say, you have to say that the Evid is tied up. No. We've had that a couple of times. The Evid has to be kafus. The Evid has to be tied up. So the Gemara says, you're telling me it's working from Chatzar. My have, Wait a minute. Chatzar malechasi. It's a moving Chatzar. The Chatzar malechas like Kana. It doesn't work with Kini Chatzar if the Chatzar is moving. The Chitim If you tell, you tell the slave, stop moving. 
But wait a minute. As long as it's, he could move, then even if he doesn't move, that's an issue. The answer is, you might have to say that we're talking about a case where the Evid is tied up. So because the Evid is tied up, he's a chaser that's not moving. The guitar is on his back, and that's why it's acquired. Okay. Correct. Now, here's the issue. We said before, this brysa, we said that if I have... Forget about a slave and movables. Talk about slave and karka. We said that if you have a slave and karka, and you buy the karka, you don't get the slave, and you buy the slave, you don't get the karka. That was pretty universally accepted. Vahatanya, but I have another brysa that seems not like this. The brysa says, Hichzik bekarka kona avadim. One Bryce says, again, I'm buying slaves and I'm buying land. One Bryce says that if I acquire the land, I don't get the slaves. One Bryce says, I do get the slaves. What's the story? So the Gemara says, The answer is, over there, the slaves are standing in the Chatzar, meaning, so because they're standing in the Chatzar, it's working Mitzad Kenyan Chatzar. Okay? Now, Huh? Meaning you have, you're buying, I'm buying land and a slave. So if the slave is outside of the chutzer, no good. If it's in the chutzer, it works. Vatanya, wait, I'm sorry. The, uh, huh? Yeah, we're saying there, now we're saying it's working if it's not chutzer, but it has to be in it. Now, here's the issue. We're going to be touching on, I think, something that you're mentioning. In other words, like this. I have slaves and I have land. One Bryce says, if I buy the land, I get the slaves. One Bryce says, I don't. So how do we say it? If the slaves are on the land, you get it. If they're not on the land, you don't get it. Here's the problem. We had a discussion before. Are slaves like land or are slaves like metaltalin? If they're like metaltalin, I get it. They have to be on the chatzar to be working for Kenyan chatzar. And if they're not on the chatzar, it doesn't work. I understand that. But if slaves are like land, right? the halacha is that if I'm buying 10 plots of land from you throughout the tri-state area, I don't have to do an act of acquisition on all of them. I do one, and it gets. And they don't have to be on top of each other, because land is not on top of each other. So why is it, if you believe that Avodim is like Karka, then why do the Avodim have to be on top of the land? They could be next to the land. So the way the Gemara is going to answer is basically as follows. Let's go with the assumption that Avodim are like Metaltalin. Then it makes sense they have to be on top of the land. But why? Kenyan Agav works even when it's not on top of the land. So why does the Avadim have to be on top of the land? What's the answer? The answer is, because Avadim move, they're different. Meaning, in other words, if you're going to explain them as metaltalin, yeah. they're not like regular metaltalin because they move. Regular metaltalin works Kininagav even if they're not on top of the land. But Avadim have to be on top of the land. Why? Because they're moving. They have different laws. Therefore, even if they're like Karka, they also have to be on top of the land. Generally, Karka does not have to be on top of each other. Generally, Agav doesn't have to be on top of each other. Why is it that Avodim have to be? Whether it's Metaltalin, whether it's Karka, they're different. Because Avodim are move, they're actually moving. They're either Metaltalin that move, they're either Karka that move, and because of this, they always have to be on top of the land. They have different rules. Whether they like Metaltalin or Karka, they have to be on top of the land. So the Gemara says, literally standing on the land, in, in the backyard. Then it doesn't work. 
Let's assume that Avadam like Metaltalin. Lovely Why do they have to be on in the backyard? Go to the next page. Agav works even if the items, the guitar is not on top of the land. So why do the Avadam have to be? What are you going to say? That the Evan is not like a guitar because the guitar doesn't move. In Evan moves. In order, because it moves, it has to be on the land itself. So too over here, even if you believe that Avadam are like Karka, Shani there's a difference between karka that moves and the karka that doesn't move. All land is all one unit and it's not moving. Therefore, it does have to be on top of each other. But avodim, because they move, they have to be on top of each other. In other words, like this, we had a discussion of whether avodim are like karka or metaltalin. You'll never be able to prove it from the rices because in every case, it's only kind of if it's on the land. I, if it's Agav, it should be able to work if it's off the land. If it's Karka, it should be able to work off the land. The answer is, this moves, and therefore it's different. And therefore, however you understand it, whether it's Karka, whether it's Betaltalin, it'll have to be on the land itself. No. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess so. There's no way to, you can get out of it in every way you want. Um, okay, so, so it's like this. <clears throat> okay, new discussion from here until the end of the daf. It's, it's very simple. Let, let me just explain. The Mishnah said that there is only I only have to pay Hezek if my ox gored an ox that doesn't have me'ila. Meaning, if my ox gores an ox that belongs to the Mesamikdash, I don't have to pay. The way the Mishnah described that is anything that has me'ila, I don't have to pay. So here's the issue. This is subtle. It's a base on yeah, exactly. This makes up sukkah. Now, here's this subtle issue. The Mishnah did not say I'm exempt from all things that belong to the Beis Hamikdash. It said all things that have meila. Now, here's the deal: when you have in the Beis Hamikdash, there are two types. There's two categories: there's kachim kalim and kachik kachim. Kachik kalim applies to uh, some carbonates that are lesser, like shlamim, and uh, you know those type of carbonates, bechar. It also could be, belong to something that you just donated to the Beis Hamikdash for monetary value. Uh, but let, let's go with just a shlomim b'chor. Let's go some that's kachikalim. Then there's kachikachim, chatas, oila. Me'ila only applies to kachikachim. So the Mishnah didn't say I'm exempt from all things that are holy. It said I'm exempt from all things that have me'ila, i.e. I'm only exempt from kachikachim. If my ox gores kachikalim, I'm going to have to pay. Because the mission never said I'm exempt from all things holy. It said I'm exempt from all things that have me'ila. The only things that have me'ila are kachikachim, not kachikalim. So in other words, let's say this table is... Uh... Well, let's go simple. Let's go in an animal. Let's just go animal to animal. My ox gores your ox. That's set aside to be a shlamim, which is kachikalim. I'll have to pay you. But if my ox... No, only, he, the Mishnah said oh, I only don't have to pay, pay when it has me'ila, which is kachim kachim, which implies that by kachikalim I would have to pay. But the, let's say, is there me'ila on a table now? No, only kachim kachim. Well, I, at least by carbonus. I, I, non-carbonus, I, I don't want to get involved. But let's say with animals that are set aside to a carbon, it's only by kachim kachim. So the point is, the Mishnah never said that I'm exempt from my animal goring another animal that's holy. It said, I'm exempt from goring an animal that has that has me'ila, which is kachikachim. So according to the Mishnah, if my ox gores your ox that's set aside for a chatas, I don't have to pay. But if it, if it gores your bechar or your shlamim, I do have to pay. 
So who is the author of our Mishnah that's now not just saying holy, non-holy? It's within holy, there's subcategories. So the Gemara says, The implication of the Mishnah is I'm only exempt if it has me'ilah, which is kachim kachim. But if it's holy, I would have to pay. Mantana, who is the author of our Mishnah that again holds that kachim kalim belongs to you? Because that's the main point, by the way. Why is it that if I gore your ox that's set aside as a chatas, right? I don't have to pay. Because why? Because it doesn't belong to you, it belongs to God. But Kachikalim, we're saying, I do have to pay, why? Because it belongs to you. Who is the author of the opinion that Kachikalim belongs to you still? So the Gemara says, Rav Yossi. It's Rav Yossi Aglili. Rav Yossi Aglili's opinion is that Kachikalim belong to you. They're still yours. Detanya, meaning they're not gods that he allows you to take care of. They're yours. Detanya, the Pasuk describes that if I know testimony that will help you and I deny it, I have to bring a carbon. Okay. Let's say I know testimony about a chatas and I about your animal that's a chatas and I deny it. I don't have to bring a carbon because it's not yours anymore. It's God's. Says Rav Yossi Aglili, what if I know testimony about Kachi Kalim and I don't tell you I have to bring a carbon? Why? He says, Larabos Kachi Kalim Shehin Mimono, Div Rav Yossi Aglili. According to Rav Yossi Aglili, Kachi Kalim are still yours. Therefore, if I deny testimony, I'm hurting you. I have to bring a carbon. In our case, if my ox gores your Kachi Kalim, I have to pay. So according to Rav Yossi Aglili, Kachi Kalim still belong to you. Okay. Now here's the Gemara's issue. That would mean, though, that according to Yosei Aglili, if I take Kachikalim and I'm a Kaddish Anisha, it should work, right? Because if it's mine, I should be able to Kaddish Anisha. But there's a Mishnah in Kedushin. The Mishnah says that if a Kayan takes his share of either Kachikachim or Kachikalim, he cannot be Kaddish Anisha because it's not his anymore. Lema Delo Rav Aglili. That sounds not like Rav Aglili because Rav Aglili says Kachikalim belongs to you. The answer is no. The answer is, even Rav Yossi Aglili, there's a difference between a live animal and a dead animal. Meaning, you have a shlomim, you have an ox. You set aside a shlomim, that's still yours. It's kachikalim, but it's still yours. It's shechted in the Beis HaMikdash, and then they start divvying up the meat, no longer yours. So when Rav Yossi Aglili said it's yours, he was only talking about before it was brought as a carbon. Once it's brought as a carbon, it doesn't belong to you anymore. Good? Fine. Here's one, well, it, because once it's shechted, now it becomes a carbon. Now, any, now you, could, I, you could still eat the leg. Right. The answer is that's God giving it to you as a gift. Uh, it's not yours. That's God allowing you to eat it. So Rabbi Yossi Aglili, who holds that Kachikalim is yours, is only before it's slaughtered. Once it's slaughtered, it's not yours anymore. Correct. Now, here's the issue. The issue is as follows. Right now, we're saying that according to Rabbi Yossi Aglili, all living Kachikalim are yours. The problem is, we're going to prove from this long brisa that a bachar, a bachar is that you have the firstborn animal, you give it to a kayan. He brings it as a carbon. While it's alive, Rav Yossi Aglili feels the bachar is not yours anymore. But why? It's kachikalim. That's alive. What's the difference? It should be yours. And the Gemara is going to answer basically is that there's a difference between kachikalim that I made holy and kachikalim that were made holy by birth. Right. If they were made holy by birth, even though they're alive, that's God giving it to you. Right. As opposed to an ox that's from my 
heard that I made holy, that's still mine. That's basically, the Gemara says, Omar. right now you're telling me that according to Yosei Aglili, living Kachikalim belong to me. The Mishnah says as follows, A Kayan is allowed to sell a Bechar, while it's uh, fully uh, healthy. Now the question is, why is he allowed to sell it? Shouldn't he be bringing it as a carbon? Put that as a side. And he's allowed to sell a balmum because the halacha was that during the times of the Beis Hamikdash, if a bechar had a mum, the kain could eat it for personal use. So the bechar is allowed. To, the kain is allowed to sell a bechar that has a mum. He's also allowed to sell. Uh, as long as it's alive, as, even if it's shechted, but he's allowed to sell a bachar that's unblemished. Why is he allowed to sell a bachar that's unblemished? Shouldn't he be bringing it as a carbon? Why is he allowed to sell it? It's it's per, it's not his anymore. So the Gemara says, When is it the Kayin's when it's alive? Nowadays, because there's no Beis HaMikdash. During the Beis HaMikdash, while it was alive, it's not yours anymore. So stop right here, by the way. You can stop right here. Here's the issue. Right now you're telling me that according to Yosef Aglili, all Kachikal while they're alive belong to me. But now the Gemara is saying a Kayan cannot sell a Bechar while it's alive when there was a Beis HaMikdash because it's not his anymore. But why? If, if, if it's alive, it should be his. And the Gemara, before it answers it, the Gemara adds to the question one more layer. And right now we're saying that a Kayan is allowed to sell a Bechar because it's not a carbon anymore. I, I thought according to Rav Aglili, it's yours, so why, why can't you sell it? The answer is that when Rav Aglili said it's yours, even in the times of the English, that was only in Chutzlaretz. Because in Chutzlaretz, you do not have to bring it as a carbon. It was optional, but it was not required. You do not have to bring it as a carbon, so therefore it's still yours. But during the times of the Beis Hamikdash, in other words, to summarize the question, right now we're saying that according to Yosei Aglili, all kachikalim are mine as long as they're alive; they're still mine. But a bechar in the times of the Beis Hamikdash, a kain was not allowed to sell it, and he was not allowed to bekadesh inisha because not yours. But why? It's living. What's the difference? And the Gemara says, Why does Rabbi Yossi have an issue with this? And the answer is, And the answer is, there is a difference between an animal that I made holy, which Rabbi Yossi feels is yours as long as it cuts your column and it's alive, to Matnas Kahuna. Matnas Kahuna means it's a gift from God. Bechor is not based on any interaction that I did. It's automatic from birth. Things that are holy from birth, that are kachik are not mine even while they're alive. But the items that I made holy are mine while they're alive, and therefore they would have all the halachas that have those ramifications. All right, we'll stop here. Pick it up tomorrow, Mr. Shaf.